Life on Auto Part 1 The Automatic Unconscious Chapter 1 The Emerald Tablets Wake up, said Manuka. My eyes opened on cue, and then a moment later my body came too. I had a dream. And what did it mean? she asked. I saw you ride upon a lion, and in it I pulled at a sword in the stone. That blade was pinned atop the father's four-sided pyramid, and I saw myself free that sword when a brass door burst open as I caught sight of four creatures carrying a divine throne. Four creatures? asked Manuka. Yes, and I think they were four teachers. And what about the sword? she asked. I'm not sure how I found it, but I remember those four creatures' faces, and once the sword came loose, I felt as if a fire began to shine from deep within, but now that I'm awake, I'm not sure how to explain it. We were far off in the forest, where I laid my head to rest upon a stone beside a great tree. I stood up and paced twenty-eight feet around this oak to measure its thick trunk, and then I moved the stone upright to honor this place as a shrine where my soul felt most at ease. There had been a great shift upon this land, and I sensed the soldiers and common folk viewed this change as tragic. But Manuka and I found the Mother's Temple hidden from the people, and I knew this discovery was auspicious magic. Ever since we found the Mother's Pyramid, I began to hear a whisper within the wind. Yes, it was as if the air sent a message but I could not understand what it was saying, what I should look for, or where to even begin. And once the great wind came about, it grew so cold as if the great mother of earth had to yell and shout. Then I heard something moving behind us. I turned to look, but nothing visible to the human eye came out. Manuka prayed with her face against the ground, but I waited for another sound, but nothing came around. Ever since we found the Mother's Pyramid, I had trouble distinguishing fantasies from reality, because I heard that whisper conjure all kinds of feelings and sounds. I could not identify who said it, or what the meaning was between the various resonances and tones. Sometimes this wind was subtle and gentle, but other times it felt like the Divine Mother howled from her throne. I could get lost in my mind for hours and it seemed as if I could sit alone and wonder for days. Now what were these whispers trying to say? What were these voices within the wind trying to explain? After I sat for quite some time in contemplation, I began to wonder who I was after all. In that dream, I dreamt I was the wind, and it felt as if the wind had led me to answer a great call. And this dream was unlike anything I'd ever dreamt. Oh, I wish that dream would never fade. I tried to hang on to the memory, because I'll never forget that feeling when I touched the blade. And now that I was awake, it felt like I'd been sleepwalking upon this land. For who was I? I was just another human man. And ever since I had that dream, I knew that dreams could have important meaning. It was like a great revelation floated in pure spaciousness, and that's why I believe our dreams could represent secret teachings. What if this tree is God, and we knew it not? What if this tree is from the Garden of Eden, and the humans forgot? asked Manuka. 
And what if these trees are God's temples of creation, and this stone lingam is a connection home to the divine? But then why are we here, and what is God waiting for us to find? You know, ever since we found the Mother's Pyramid, I've been able to hear a whisper as if the wind speaks to me. And even when I close my eyes, it's always trying to get a hold of me. It's trying to set you free. It's trying to liberate us all. It's nature's way of speaking out so that someone will rise up and protect creatures large and small, she said. Had it been days, weeks, or years, because still the Father's temple showed few signs of change. Manuka and I ran from that mystical pyramid because their old habits of anger, greed, and ignorance always stayed the same. They trapped us inside. They even forced us into bondage and threw us into cages upon the fourth floor. It seemed everything in my life collapsed when we became prisoners behind that brass door. But what can we do? After everything we've tried, the sufferings of this world always repeat. Oh, Manuka, I'm afraid I'm too tired and I'd rather go back to sleep. I closed my eyes and rested my head back upon the stone. I began to wonder about those four mystical creatures carrying the divine throne. Wake up, wake up. Nature is with us, and it's on our side. She's all we ever need, and we are her protectors until the day we die. It doesn't matter if the whole world turns against us. It barely matters what harm they try to do. As long as we keep the light alive within our hearts, then sooner or later we're going to help her truth break through, she said. You think so? Trust in what you love. Continue to do it, and it will take us where we need to go, whispered Manuka. But I don't know. Manuka was the only one I trusted, and she might have been the only reason I was still alive upon this earth. With my bare feet along the ground, I sat up and crossed my legs and waited beside her in the dirt. The tree branches swayed, and so the leaves waved with the wind overhead. Why, I think I dreamt a soldier pressed a gun between my eyes, and then he told me I was dead. All the soldiers spoke with weapons, but in that dream I preached of uniting when an earthquake rattled through the ground. That's when the brass door broke open, and surely that was a symbolic revelation waiting to be found. Union was our way to save this planet. It is how peace on earth first began. But still this present moment felt like purgatory while we waited in between as these corrupt leaders had yet to reveal a new united plan. Union is the way of nature. Union is the way our world can heal, whispered Manuka as she leaned forward at the base of the giant tree when both of our bodies came to kneel. Somehow her and I were always in tune, as if she could hear what I was thinking. I guess we were always together, ever since we were kids in the very beginning. O Shiva, I bow to you. You are the burning spark at the center of our heart. Auspicious one who is the light of the universe, you are the divinity that has been within us from the very start, said Manuka. Why this stone shrine became a holy place where both of us would pray. I took a deep breath into my lungs when I heard what the wind in her voice had come to say. We who do not fear the truth know that the truth cannot lie. 
that which is below is like that which is above, and we honor the revelation of death connecting us back to life. As in living this path, so comes a pathway we experience once we die. We are working with that one miracle, as all things are from the Ancient One. As the Mother is our moon, we know the Father is our Son. The Spirit carries us in her womb, for the Earth is a Great Mother and releases us from doubt and fear. Then the Father illuminates the perfection in this world, where we behold the wonder of creation is right here. When the Ancient One of Days created the land, it separated the element of earth from that of fire, the subtle from the gross, and with great sagacity it doth ascend from earth to heaven, and again it descends to earth, and receives the force of things superior and inferior. We will possess the glory of the brightness of the whole world, and all obscurity will fly far away from thee. This is the strong fortitude of all strength, for it vanquishes every subtle thing and penetrates every solid thing we see. Thus the world was created, hence everywhere are the marvelous adaptations that came forth all around us. For this reason we call upon you, the thrice great one called Hermes Trismegistus. Here you hold all the parts of the wisdom of the world. For this is my prayer, so that the operation of the sun may be completed," said Manuka. Who's Trismegistus? In the Bible, they call him 666, she said. Hmm, Hermes Trismegistus. And she spoke of the ascent from heaven to earth? That was like the staircase I think I saw in my dream, where angels joined the connection between heaven and earth. Surely she spoke of the same vision I had just seen. Then you have seen the same journey that I've witnessed in my dreams? I asked Manuka. Together we are on the journey called life. We are all a little broken and a bit shattered inside. Each of us is aspiring to make it to the end. None is deprived of pain here, and we have to face this suffering before the end when the body must die. This journey is all about healing our soils and helping each other in our own special ways. Let us help each other put those pieces back together and make it to the end more beautifully. Let us help each other survive and make it through these hard days, she said. And which way is forward for us, especially when the Father's Pyramid is ruled by an entire army? When we no longer know what to do, we have come to our real work. And when we no longer know which way to go, we have begun our real journey, said Manuka. She was the only one who could hear what I was thinking. She was the only one I couldn't hide from. Of course, I was her adopted brother, but she was also like my mother, and I like her son. Do you hear something, Otto? she asked. Leeds shuffled behind us. Was this a friend or a threat? My eyes moved away from the stone shrine, but I couldn't see this visitor emerge through the darkness just yet. Geronimo, whispered Manuka. My eyes turned wide, and now what was back there? The word Geronimo was a warning of a threat or conflict. It was Manuka's way of secretly explaining this could be something to fear, said a black cat. Hermes, did you summon this, she said. It was not I, and it didn't matter what she called me. I was much more curious about what I was becoming, 
because we did not yet have the proper resources in order to be totally free. But who was I? Was I like the waves over sand, always changing? And that's why she called me by four different names, because I would always shift depending on her ever-changing plan. Atlas, isn't this Francis's cat? She said. A king, a protector, a lover, and a magician. Those four names were directions as to how my spirit could move. Of course, Otto, Geronimo, Hermes, and Atlas were codes she whispered to me after all we'd been through. And if you had to designate something, then of course you'd give us a name, wouldn't you? Look at the ocean, and you say this is a sea, and this is what the waves do, and so we call it the shoreline. But that's just the name for the water's presence that the moon's tides go through. But what is the process of the water, mixed with the earth and the sky together? Is this ever-changing energy behind the ocean a name or existence itself? Isn't it a part of our soul and the self that continues to go on forever? So what good is a name when it all comes back to one? And why do we act as if we're separate, if we can all be traced back to exactly where all of us are from? Now the black cat came closer, and its tail wrapped around my hand. Signs were always being sent to us, even if these messages were things most humans could not understand. Now my muscles let go, and so I felt my shoulders relax. The wind came to whisper again, when both Manuka and I listened as this gust pressed against our backs. What was it getting at? And what was this wind's whisper trying to say? I could feel the distant chill from the Father's Pyramid, and there I observed how the crowds of people were likely still afraid. And I recognized this cat from the Queen's Temple. This was the one who came to Francis's side. This unusual black cat seemed to follow Manuka, Francis, and myself, as if we were his guides. Now this cat was quite special, and not once did I fear that it would attack. It was so brave because I had even seen it resting within the jaws of a crocodile, and at night its fur was as dark as the midnight black. The cat and I had that in common. We were darker than almost anyone else here. For one reason or another, it picked Manuka and I as its favorite pair. Now the cat sat before Manuka. Its eyes gazed into her, and so I watched both of them stare into each other but there was only silence that I heard. This cat picked us for a reason, and I see how it has an ancient soul. It obeys the inner and outer aspects, but a cat like this will not do as it's told, said Manuka. You can hear it? What is it trying to say? It is so much to explain, but above all, it came to reveal the way, said Manuka. And so you want us to put our faith in a cat? I prefer to follow the ways of nature. I'd hate to follow this feline only to chase bugs or mice and regret it later. Manuka smiled and reached down to pet the spine of the black cat. And so its neck began to purr when a vibration emitted back. This cat is part of nature. Just another vehicle the Great Mother has grown. Can't you see that this feline is our great ancestor? What if this is an old friend who has come to find us and show us the way home? asked Manuka. She seemed to find the bright side of all things, 
but how could she see her fellow ancestors disguised within this cat? Once she mentioned the word Geronimo, I had suspected this creature as a possible attack. Then once the black cat appeared, she spoke of Hermes, that great magician. Did she think I could be him, summoning the black cat to come along our mission? Lastly, she called out for Atlas, who was the great king of Atlantis. But this is not who I was. After all, if there was ever a golden crown, I would have given it to Francis. Manuka always spoke in codes, like riddles to reveal different situations within a simple word or sound. And ever since I heard her whisper Geronimo, I still suspected that another threat could be looming around. I do enjoy the presence of this feline friend, but I alone cannot hear what the black cat has to say. I paused to smile. Maybe you can translate what it's thinking. Then we'll know if this cat can guide us on our way. She leaned into me and hugged my shoulder. Then she let out a gentle laugh. For Manuka was a wise woman, and in truth, she could find an answer to any question I asked. If anyone had a connection to ancestors, then it is she who could speak with the elders and communicate through spirit. Although we had faced these otherworldly forces together, it was her alone who had never feared it. Well, this cat is quite special. Its energy has much to explain, and it's quite quirky, so it reminds me of one of our old friends named Jane, said Manuka. The moment she said it, I felt a mental picture within my mind shift and reframe. The wind whispered about burning posts from afar, and now I could hear how witches had been burned at the stake, and there it told me about Jane. The whispers wouldn't stop. Oh, how these voices were always too much. They explained that this cat tried to save Jane, but the whispers never revealed if this brave cat's effort was enough. Poor Jane, I whispered to the night sky, and then I reached down to pet the cat, said the feline. Now can you translate that? I smiled at Manuka, as if only to play, and so she studied the cat's eyes to decipher what this feline had come to say. This cat speaks of three cycles, the ways or tendencies of earthly life. These are patterns which make up elements of reality that affect our psychological, emotional, and energetic states, which are not as simple as wrong or right. These patterns are always present in all beings, places, and things, and so we notice these shifts if we tune in to witness the energy that each pattern brings, said Manuka. Well, tell me more, especially if you're certain this cat says so. What are these three cycles that this black cat seems to know? Long ago, I learned it's best never to tell someone they are wrong, and so I try to respond by allowing a conversation to expand and grow. Why stop any of us from learning? After all, you never see a current cut off the river's flow. These cycles are called the gunas, and they are like themes or attitudes behind life, as if it's seen like a great drama. These cycles are called sattva, rajas, and tamas. Tamas is seen as inertia, lethargic, and ignorance, often seen as darkness, and this can be felt as heaviness, sloth, dullness, or indifference. Rajas is viewed as activity and energy. This is expansion, movement, and immense passion. 
Here we feel the great desire to achieve, but this leads us into deeper attachments. Whereas with Thomas, we are dull and deluded. With Rajas, we move deeper into our cravings. Then with Sattva, we feel the truth, goodness, and balance to become all-embracing. Here in Sattva, we feel the spiritual essence, and this is an upward flow. This embodies intelligence and harmony, while each of these aspects come as a means for our spirit soul to grow, said Manuka. The ways in which this woman spoke are the ways I prayed our world would come to wonder. I leaned over to wrap my hands around her, and this is why I always loved her. Somehow she could tap into all that could be known. Now the cat rose to its feet, as if it was ready to go. Anything else you want to add? Anything else I should know? I asked the cat. A cat such as this will mirror you. Cats are magical because they can reflect the sides we cannot quite see. It's their curiosity, investigating the levels of our inner intelligence and awareness. This is their survival mechanism, which promotes realization to find whatever a body, mind, or spirit might need, said Manuka. And what are these sides we cannot quite see? Koshas. These are a creature or person's sheaths, or layers of who you are, as they exist within and underneath, said Manuka. So you're telling me a cat knows who I am. I paused to look at this silly cat, because it offered a slow blink right back. Well, come on, black cat. Now what are you getting at? And I swear its eyes were yellow before, but now they appeared a subtle green. Yes, this cat was slightly cross-eyed, as its eyes gazed into mine. But what exactly did it see? Surely this cat knows that I'm a man, but that's not who I am. Everyone sees you as a man, but this is not what the cat knows, said Manuka. Then what? It sees me as a large creature, dressed up in strange clothes? Cats can see beyond the outer layers. It seeks truth within or beyond the norm. And the reason cats can stare for so long is because they're curious as to watch us transform, said Manuka. She leaned over to kiss my shoulder, and I felt goosebumps run over my skin. My heartbeat began to race, and now a source of great heat began growing from within. The cat moved closer, and now it rubbed its whiskers against my leg. It purred between Manuka and I, and so Manuka said, Cats can see the soul, which is the innermost self of what lives within. Of course we think we are our physical layers, but this cat is sensing a connection to something deeper than skin. Now why would any cat trust a human, especially if we're ten to twenty times its size? A cat's survival instincts monitor what we cannot see. This is how the black cat knows if or when it's in danger, and how it could die. The way the cat trusts us is because it relates with the layers of koshas that make up who we are. Imagine if a candle flame found a body to reside in. Our innermost self is no different from that illuminated morning star, said Manuka. But what are these koshas? We all have koshas, so do animals and plants. While humans have five koshas, each layer can be distorted or enhanced. These koshas are like a map or path, empowering us to know the true self deeper. This liberating knowledge leads us to look inward where we discover our innermost teacher. 
The first kosha is called the Amanamaya kosha, as it is our physical sheath. This is our living body, skin, bones, and blood, which is powered by the material food we eat. Second is the sheath of breath, called the Pranamaya kosha, or layer. This is an energetic layer powered by the breath as our life force, which everybody requires. The third sheath is our Manomaya kosha, and this relates to our mental and emotional state, connected directly to the mind, thought, will, and wishes. This knowledge is essential, but incomplete, as it's an ever-changing layer our minds generate. Fourth is the Vinanamaya kosha, or the wisdom layer of infinite colors. It is a deeper and more profound aspect of our knowledge, ethics, and reason, characterized by faith, justice, truth, and union. Its power offers this knowledge to work in the service on behalf of all others. Vijnana translates as consciousness or awareness, and in this layer we begin to settle into the seat of the observer to connect with our inner self or truest nature. Free from the influence of thought, emotion, and experience, the inner koshas affect the outer, and the innermost layer is the smallest yet most spiritual and major. This is where knowing becomes knowingness, and so we rest and relax in this higher and conscious state of mind. In this inner kosha, we realize we are not our thoughts, feelings, emotions, or even our bodies, but rather we are something behind the thinker of thoughts, the feeler of emotions, and the observer that is embedded deep within the layers by design. The innermost layer is the bliss sheath, or the Anandamaya Kosha. This is our innermost nature of divinity, which is our connection to the source of creation, often called God, Brahma, Allah, and Jehovah. This layer is not something to be observed. You do not witness this bliss body because you are that bliss. One who realizes this innermost nature is at peace within and without. This calm state of immense tranquility is nature at the highest consciousness. We fear nothing and no one. Living with our truest nature, the bliss body is free from pride, good and evil, because it knows we existed before life in this body even begun. This bliss body is our spiritual body, and in deep sleep, when the mind and senses cease their activity, we stand in between the finite and the infinite, the self and the no-self, and here we receive dreams and visions which appear as imaginative and illusory. The bliss sheath often plays the most during deep sleep, as it is a reflection of the Atman, or soul, which is absolute bliss, truth, and beauty, and often the nature of dreams sends signs and symbols to our other layers, as if our koshas were layers in a great drama or movie, said Manuka. And about this cat, you're saying this animal can look into who we really are? What if this cat is just lost and looking for food? What if this black cat is just a bit bizarre? And I wondered if it could sense my confusion. The reason cats are so special is because they can see through the illusion. They're aware of the forces beyond our individual control, as they are masters of the inner worlds, and this particular feline says that we're here to give birth to a spiritual evolution, said Manuka.
now another cat came forward, and this was a much smaller and smoky-colored runt, with gray, black, and white fur covering its body. Both of them had black noses, but neither were in a rush. Aha! The black cat says this is a new friend it just met. The black cat is called Kib, or Sib, and the little runt is called Kismet, said Manuka. Who? Kib is a Mayan word, and it means wax or forgiveness, while the little one's name means spiritual fortune, she said. Well, how could I say if she's wrong, when I don't even know who I am? Now, if those cats really could recognize our spiritual nature, then could it be possible that animals knew something about the divine plan? Then Manuka closed her eyes to rest, and so these cats would be her guardians to watch over her for tonight. Even though I was just waking up, I saw it as my duty to survey this dark night, and there were many criminals, burglars, and thieves wandering this land, and so I had to make sure that the rest of this forest was all right. The cats got comfortable, then I gazed back at the stone shrine. It was just a simple stone, but I knew this as a place where I felt the deepest connection to the divine. You're a good man, Otto, whispered Manuka. She called me Otto, and it was the name I couldn't quite figure out. She said Otto was an automatic lover, but I still had my doubts. Otto meant automatic, all right, but this name kept me tied back to my primal nature. Was I conscious of the unconscious? And who was I, after all? Otto was just a laborer from the old order that promised to protect her. <laughs>